Welcome back to 55 in Maine. On this episode, we rank our top five animatronics at the Disneyland Resort. Through our discussion, Mark and I attempt to figure out what makes a great animatronic and why the best ones are so compelling. So come have some fun with us at 55 in Maine, where all roads lead to Disney. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am Mark, and I'm joined by... Spencer. And today's podcast, we are going to go back to the theme parks, and we're going to talk about both Disneyland and California Adventure, and focus on our favorite robots. Yeah, the uh, animatronics. Yeah, animatronics. Uh, are uh, one of the best things about Disneyland, and one of the most creative and innovative things about Disneyland and about Walt's vision for the park. Uh, he... Um, really wanted to make the park feel as real as possible, and I think uh, animatronics uh, was uh, was really one of the first uh, innovations to get them to that point, to really make the park seem real and different than other amusement parks uh, and provide uh, you know guests a, a different experience than just rides right yes uh, to to make uh, to make the park uh, really feel authentic. And real. Exactly. I mean, some of the art they have at Disneyland, like some of the murals that the Imagineers and artists have drawn are incredible, but there's something different about a 3D, real-life figure, and Disneyland kind of pioneered that. So today we're kind of celebrating all the uh, Imagineering behind those. Yeah, so we're going to rank our top five animatronics, and uh, actually our lists are pretty different uh, as well, so this should be fun. Uh, so I'm going to start off with uh, my honorable mentions. I've got two. Uh, one of them is for a new ride or a newly themed ride, and the other is for an extinct ride at Disneyland, which uh, is unfortunate. Still did exists you ever in see Florida. This? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You did. This is one wow, of this is one okay. of my childhood favorites, okay. uh, and my parents loved this attraction. So uh, I, it kind of rubbed off on me. So. That attraction, which still exists at Magic Kingdom, mm. uh, is the Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, there are some great animatronics. It's, it's an animatronic show. Mm. Uh, there are several animatronic shows at the parks. Um, I'll talk about a couple of them, actually, in, in my list. Uh, but the, the Jamboree is a lot of fun, singing bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different uh, styles. There's uh, Big Owl. Uh, there, I, mean, I, I kind of forget some of the names at this point, but, uh, 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 but "Blood on the Saddle" is a very famous song. What? Yeah, it's so Yikes. sung by I think I think it's Big Al's the name, and uh, uh, this kind of country western song. Got it. Uh, there's these bears uh, go to the beach at one point, and that's just really cool. Uh, there's like a campfire scene with mm. this group of bears uh, uh, singing. So uh, I think. Uh, that one in particular stands out in my mind from my childhood as like seeing these bears come to life, you know. Uh, so the Country Bear Jamboree is one of my honorable mentions. So I have a question about yeah. that. Is it is there a plot to it? Kind of like you know how the Tough to Be a Bug had this underlying plot of Hopper coming in and stuff like, or is it just these random songs? It's just a. Sh- I believe it's just like a show. There's no story to it. No, it's okay. just uh, you're you're coming in to see a, a, a show with singing bears. Yeah, and uh, it's just about you enjoying the <laughs> enjoying the music and enjoying the songs. Uh, there's some the other uh, the other animatronics I'll mention as well are the uh, the three heads on the walls. Uh, which okay. are, uh, I think, 
there's a buffalo like a moose a probably. Moose. Yeah. yeah yeah and those actually uh are still in the park hmm. uh, on the winning the Pooh ride oh nice uh if you uh, are riding that ride and um at one point if you turn around they're hanging on a one of the walls in there as like a tribute to the jamboree because where the winnie the pooh ride currently is that is where the country bear jamboree used to be got it now do you know if this was built the same time as splash mountain um i think it was before i'm pretty sure it was before because critter country used to be called bear country okay yeah and so uh i think those were there before and so like you see Haunted Mansion, and then there's just this bear show way <laughs> off in the corner, and that's it? I, I think so. Like no, so Winnie, no Winnie the Pooh, because that's yeah, what it took place. Yeah, no Winnie the Pooh. So, yeah, I'm who sure... Who would ever go over there? Yeah, I don't... Uh, people who like singing bears. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, the, the Country Bear Jamboree is one of my honorable mentions. The other is... Uh, it's a new animatronic uh, to the park. Uh, and it's at California Adventure, and that is the Rocket Raccoon mm-hmm. animatronic that is in Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, uh, formerly the Tower of Terror. Uh, so if you've been on Tower of Terror, uh, there's a part where you go into uh, you know, an office uh, of the hotel, and you watch a TV, and it's uh, Rod Serling mm-hmm. from the Twilight Zone kind of pitching you what the story is uh, of the ride. Uh, and so uh, when they rethemed it, uh, you now go into the collector's office mm. uh, and Rocket has broken out and he gives you instructions and he talks to you and he steals uh, some stuff while he's in the office. Uh, and so uh, Rocket's one of my favorite uh, MCU characters. So uh, I think they did a really good job with uh, the movement of Rocket. He's, he's up above you at one point. Uh, and uh, he, like I said, snatches, I think, Star-Lord's uh, Walkman. That's right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's some lo- really clever stuff that they do uh, with Rocket, so I really enjoy that. And I love that, again, Rocket is kind of the main character of the ride. Exactly. Uh, so uh, uh, I really enjoy that animatronic. It's always fun to see him. Last time I was there, it was broken. Oh, wow. And so they have a video. And it was such a disappointment. I haven't seen that before. So what was on the video? Is it the same thing? It's the same, the same audio, but like you don't see the cool rocket animatronic. It's just like a cartoon-looking version of Rocket, kind of like his hand-drawn. Because like most of the plot is like, or the plan is his, you know, crudely drawn yes. cartoons. Yes. And so it's like him as a crudely drawn cartoon. Interesting. Very disappointing. Interesting. That's I've not seen that yet. So yeah. that's that's a unique perspective <laughs> that know. you have on that. I one. know. Yeah. So. Cool. So those are my two honorable mentions. So uh, let's get to our actual list. Okay. And so, Mark, what is your number five best animatronic at the parks? Okay, my number five is found in Pixar Pier, and it is the Mr. Potato Head animatronic. And I have a funny story about this one. Well, every time you see him, he's cool. And his arms are moving crazy. His eyes look really cool. His... I don't think it's one of those where they actually like have someone telling jokes. I think it's yeah, like a it, recorded it, one. Yeah, right? it comes off that way, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like in, in the Monsters, Inc. ride, you know there's someone yeah. backstage being like, hey, they got Mickey Mouse ears on or whatever. Yeah. But um, he's always fun. He's usually closed like half the time. They have like curtains up because it's malfunctioning or something. And one time with my kids, and it was not raining, so it was like totally clear skies. And the uh, Mr. Potato Head animatronic was soaking wet. Like, 
he's moving his arms. You just see these like liquid just flying off his arms. This is going crazy. And we decided it had to be like hydraulic fluid or like something was malfunctioning. When we got off the ride, he was closed up for shop. And so something weird, he breaks down too often. If he was always good to go, um, it'd be much better, probably higher up on my list, but it's number five just because like he's always breaking down and like half the time he's not even working. Yeah, it's, uh, he's got a great song. Yeah, he does. The uh-huh. Midway Mania. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of zany and, and uh, it, it's a really fun. I think it's a good intro as you kind of get closer to the uh, to the yes. line. Yes. Uh, re- I think the reason why it kind of slipped off my list is because he is awesome and the ride is awesome, but the line itself is one of my least favorite it's bad. weights. Yeah. So uh, to have that great of an intro and then kind of be let down by the uh, the weight. Uh, and it's usually a very long wait time for yeah. Midway Mania, so I think that one just kind of slips off my list because uh, because of that. But yeah, he is uh, he's a really fun uh, animatronic. Yeah, another um, disappointment is that sometimes the fast pass lines they they take you away from the fun parts of the queue, and I'm pretty sure the fast pass line you don't even go near Mr. Potato Head, and so like I only do fast pass for that ride, and so I really haven't seen him for a long time, but. Uh, yeah, it's some of I wish they did that more often. Like, if you have a fast pass, they kind of like punish you for the fast pass yeah. by like taking away some of the cue. <laughs> and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna kind of lead into my number five, All right. which is I think the newest animatronic to the park, uh, and that is in Galaxy's Edge on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, and that is Hondo Onaka. Um, I think maybe in the future he might be higher on the list. Mm. Uh, because he is so great. Uh, Just the technology, I mean, he has such fluid, natural movements. Uh, At one point, he's, you know, in uh, facing you and talking to you, giving you instructions, and then he kind of turns, which, Mm. you know, some of the older animatronics don't have that. (laughs) They just they just kind of stand there. They're right. Uh, And they don't move very much, but he literally turns and kind of presses some buttons uh, and then turns back to face you and talk to you some more. So just the the technological improvement of that animatronic, I think, stands out. Um, I think it is number five. Just simply, uh, I've only seen him once mm. live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, he is so new. Um, I also think it's a really interesting and bold decision to make this uh, character that is not that well known, uh, except for to really hardcore Star Wars fans who yeah. have watched the Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, so I think it's a, a cool way to get new people to see this character, uh, because I think some people might say, well, who is that guy? And, yeah. you know, some Star Wars fan that they know will say, oh, watch the animated shows and you'll find out, you know? Uh, so I think that's a really cool aspect of that animatronic, but yeah, just the, uh, the nature of his technology, I think catapults him onto this list wow. uh, because he, that is so great. Uh, but you're right about the fast pass. Yeah. Uh, and I, them, right? I think single rider as well. Oh uh, yeah. So I've only done smugglers run one time and we went through the standby line, but I've heard other people say, if you do a single rider or fast pass, you skip mm. him entirely and mm. just go straight to the, uh, to the Falcon itself. So, um, so I can see maybe why, uh, that would be missed. Uh, so, but for me, it, it just totally propelled onto the list because of, of how 
great he looked and sounded and interacted with you as a, as a as a guest to the to the ride. So is he a human like? Character? I have no clue who he even looks like. Does he look like a human or is he... He's an alien. I don't know what species. But he's like two legs and two arms Yeah, he's a humanoid is okay. you know, the, the term. Yeah. So yeah, so he's got two legs, two arms. Okay. and uh, So so he moves like a human. Got it. Uh, but he doesn't look like a okay. human. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so number five for me is Hondo Onaka, which is on the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. So uh, I'm hoping more people will get to experience that animatronic... As the future continues, because yeah. Mark Mark hasn't uh, hasn't seen it live yet. No, the other one I really want to see is: Have you seen videos of the Avatar uh, River ride? Okay, yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, like they make whatever thing. What is that thing? It's like a, I think it's a, a god it, or like a yeah, deity uh, of some kind. I think so. I I know. I don't know the Avatar <laughs> mythology yeah. that well. Yeah, me neither. But uh, I think they have like a, there's that tree. In the movie, uh-huh. and I think it has something to do with like Mother Nature uh, or, or gotcha. something kind of like okay. that. So I think that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, because any things that are big scare me, and like which I'm, I think is why uh, a certain uh, animatronic is number one on your list. Yes, <laughs> big things scare me, and so I could imagine this thing being so lifelike and giant, and it would just freak me out. <laughs> so, but I, I would love to see that one someday. Cool. Okay. All right. So, Mark, what is uh, your number four? My number four is found in the Haunted Mansion. It's a animatronic that did they ever build this back in the day, or they never? So that's did? the big that's the big rumor. That's okay. the big uh, mystery. Is uh, well, you want to say the it's name? The Hatbox Ghost. All right. So the Hatbox Ghost. Uh, yeah, there's all this mystery behind it, and I, and I'm not old enough to really know fully what that is. But yeah, there's rumors for a very long time that the Hatbox Ghost was in the ride and then he vanished and no one really knew why or where he went. And now they've revived him. So why do you like him so much? He's just cool. Like, I, I've been on this ride. It's my favorite ride at the parks and so I've been on it so much. And um, it came in about 2015. They kind of added this animatronic. And before that, I'd been on it so many times to see something new was so exciting. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, blown away and one of those things where like i couldn't understand how they did it like it was incredible do you know how they do it i know there's there's probably some digital aspect like when his head goes back and forth yeah i don't i don't know for sure so um they have like a projection system inside his little lantern thing he's holding and so that is just kind of like you know projection that turns off and on Mm -hmm. but what happens is uh his head is on a little like um not like a lever, but he just kind of like jumps down. So like his head just pops down. Okay. And so that's why the head doesn't go away through like technology. Just boop, down it goes. And then at that moment, the projection happens. So it's kind of In the like, lantern. Yeah, a combination okay. of old school effects of like the head dropping down and new school effects with like the projection system. And he just looks like super cool. Do, do you ever get scared by him? No. Or do your kids get scared by him? No. Okay. I think he's just so cool looking. Yeah. I, I feel like there is kind of a little jump scare. Oh, when him. he pops around? Yeah, like, because where he is on the ride is, like, kind of as you're turning to go backwards down the ramp. Yes, right? yeah. And kind of as you move and, and turn in your doom buggy, uh, he's just kind of there. Yeah. And if, if, you, if you turn at the right moment and his head disappears and then shows up in the lantern, there's a little, I think, oh, a little yeah, jump that, scare. Oh, yeah, that could be scary. And, and that's happened to me, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> 
just for a split second. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of, especially because he's he's relatively new yeah. to the ride. So if you've experienced that You're ride right. for your whole life, and then right. wham, this uh, <laughs> this guy's head disappears and shows up again, I think it's a, a little a uh, uh, little bit of a scare. Exactly. Uh, so uh, that's uh, Mark's number four, the Hatbox yeah. uh, Ghost. Yeah. So my number four. Uh, and this will lead into your number three a little yeah. bit because mine's slightly different. Okay. Uh, but my number four comes from the Indiana Jones adventure in Adventureland. And specifically, the I'm focusing on the three Indiana Jones animatronics. Uh, so the, the human figure himself. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, he shows up three times. Uh, and... Um, First, as you kind of make your way into the temple, and I know you've expressed how uh, one of the great feelings of that ride is when you kind of make that hard left. It's my favorite part yeah. of the ride. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's right there, kind of on your right. Uh, he's trying to, he's blocking this door to the temple, and you kind of see these kind of weird colors coming through. Yeah. And, uh, he's saying, hey, go left, go left, get uh-huh. out of here, you know? Yeah. And uh, I just think he's he shows up at the right moments and I think that's kind of the first crucial moment of the ride, right? Where mm-hmm. you're like, you're, you're supposed to kind of be going on this little tour of the temple and then all of a sudden it turns into this crazy ride. Uh, and so he's kind of your first intro into that and then you make that hard left and, mm. and then you're off on your adventure. Uh, so I, I think he looks good. Uh, I think he sounds pretty good. I've mentioned before there's a kind of a weird story about why he doesn't necessarily look like Harrison Ford. True. Um, but I don't. That doesn't bother me too much. Uh, the second time he shows up, I think is his best uh, entrance into the ride, and that's when he's hanging above you in the that boulder scene. Cool. It looks yeah. so natural. Uh, I'm sure if you maybe have broken down on this ride before and you've seen, you know, the room with the lights on, he probably doesn't look that good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, it's dark in there, and they have just a, enough lighting on him to yeah. make it look natural he looks like indiana jones he looks like a pose that indiana jones mm-hmm. would be in uh, and there's slight movement to the rope and he's kind of dangling there and it just looks so perfect and um i think uh he adds to the the tension and the suspense of the boulder coming to you because yeah. he says like back up back up and, he does you know uh so uh if you're kind of getting into it you, you, I think you sense the danger more because of what he's saying and kind of why, because he's there and that sort of thing. So. But at the same time, it also is kind of comforting to be <laughs> like, it's going to hit him first. And so he must know what he's doing because he's coming before I. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's his second appearance. And then the third appearance is at the very end where uh, you are kind of almost about to leave the Jeep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's standing with the uh, deconstruction of the boulder, mm-hmm. and he's he says uh, there's a couple things in the recordings, but you know he says, "Tourists, why did it have to be tourists?" <laughs> yeah. Which is a play on uh, snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? That's right. And, That's right. Uh, he says like at one point he says, "Next time you're on your own." Yeah. Uh, and so there's a little kind of tongue-in-cheek comedy at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, he looks good. He looks beat up. I mean, like yeah. super beat up. Like. Mm-hmm. Like Indiana Jones has just been on this adventure with you, and yeah. uh, and this is my favorite ride and my favorite film, uh, and so I just always get a kick out of seeing uh, my uh, my hero Indiana Jones live. Uh, well, not live in person, but yeah. you know, live in person enough. It's cool they did it right. Like they did a good job. It would have been so disappointing if you love this character 
in this franchise and they just blew it. That'd be yeah. such a bummer. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's my number four, which is actually going to lead into your number three. That's right. That's uh, right. Which is also from the Indiana Jones adventure, but a little bit different. So yeah. what, what's your number three, Mark? Well, first, did you know how they do the trick with the ball? Yeah. So it's uh, the actual walls yes. move uh, yeah. move instead of uh, so it's a essentially an optical illusion, right? Uh-huh. Your brain. Uh, makes you think you're kind of going backwards and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah again, the imagineering it takes to make <laughs> these animatronics and just the rides themselves are... And that's why we're doing this podcast, because exactly. we love talking about exactly. this stuff. So, uh, so, Mark, what's your number three? Okay, my number three is the snake, the big snake. Eight-year-old me was so, so, <laughs> so scared of this. And I mean, to this day, like I said earlier, I don't like big things. Yeah. Like, they freak me out. And this snake is huge. I think because I was so kind of like, not traumatized, but so scared of it as an eight-year-old, like it seems bigger to me in my mind. But if I, is it that big? Like you, last time when you look at it as an adult, are you like, ah, or is it still look I mean, it's pretty big. I I think, yeah, I think my problem with it is it, it doesn't look like a real snake. It's very cartoon. So yeah, the the size of it is impressive, but the, the actual design and look of it. Yeah. And like you're saying, I mean, as a kid, I mean, it was total terror. Yes. But now as an adult, you know, it's it's not as scary to me just because no. it looks a little cartoonish. I still I still hesitate to sit on that far right <laughs> side, though. I do. Totally. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and like in my eight-year-old mind, it was like a quick snap down. Yeah. And I was like very slow <laughs> downward movements. But still, it's impressive and it's giant and it gives you the whole like he hates snakes. And so you buy into that. And you just been through this crazy adventure and here it comes. And I just think it's, it's something that as a kid has just stood out to me so much that I got to put it on my list. Yeah. The, I think there's a, there's a really cool part of Imagineering uh, as well that is kind of connected with the snake. But as the snake um, kind of lurches at you and kind of snaps at you, the actual vehicle lurches back. Wow. Uh, so uh, the snake and the vehicle are kind of connected in that way, which I find so fascinating and so cool that they would think to do that. And again, um, the Indiana Jones ride is one of the most complex, sophisticated ride systems, and that's just a part of it. And so, yeah, uh, the snake, uh, I had, uh, uh, I went to Disneyland recently with some family, and. Uh, they sat on that right side, <laughs> so I enjoyed. That's I enjoyed watching them yeah. react. Uh, so when I, when I know it's coming, uh, especially for kids, you know, it is a great moment for kids. So yeah, um, I, I really enjoy watching other people react to the <laughs> snake and get freaked out. So. Yeah, because the the sound's really good. Like the the sound of the snake kind of hissing at yeah. you is good, and it's one of those things where like if you look at a. 10 foot cliff like you're cliff jumping you look at it from the ground you're like that's not that high yeah and you get up there you're like this is really high <laughs> when you see it from a distance you're like ah, that's not that bad but when it's right there in front of you like that head is a big old head right next to your small little head and so it definitely still gets you a little bit have your kids experienced the indiana jones snake yes and i had to be a good dad and 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 take one for the team and sit on the edge <laughs> i was tempted to pull george costanza and just like shove them <laughs> right on the edge say you deal with it but no, I, I took care of it all right all right <laughs> all right so uh my number three is also in adventureland um it's interesting my top three are some of the older original animatronics 
and so my number three is is also Adventureland, and that is the Enchanted Tiki Room. And I'm just kind of I'm not focusing on, in on one specific bird or anything. Uh-huh, yeah, it's yeah. just the entire Tiki Room. Um, this is uh, an attraction that has kind of gone in phases with me. Loved it as a kid, as a teenager. When you just want to ride the big rides and the thrill rides, this is one that went to the bottom of my list. Like, <laughs> I thought it was boring, and, and I, I would skip it all the time. Um, and now as an adult, I, I truly appreciate the ingenuity and the genius behind it. Um, there's great stories about how you know, uh, Walt Disney kind of traveled the world uh, during World War II to, uh, you know, uh, promote the, the war effort for Ooh. the United States. And, uh, you know, the uh, he and a lot of the uh, military guys came back from World War II. And because they had been in the Pacific, you know, they had a, a true appreciation for, you know, tiki culture mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. And so you had this big boom in the 50s of, of tiki culture and Hawaiian culture and all of these things and, and, and Hawaii become a, became a state, the official state and everything. And so there's a lot of rich history uh, when it comes to that. And so uh, Walt said, hey, let's do a tiki show. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to do a restaurant with it and have this, this grand uh, uh, thing uh, in Adventureland. And so over the years, it, it didn't become so grand. Uh, uh, but it has remained the Enchanted Tiki Room. And so I just, I love the characters. There's some rich uh, characters there, like Jose and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the, uh, the other birds. Uh, uh, the fountain is really cool that shoots up. And, and, that is cool. Yeah, and uh, uh, the uh, thunderstorm uh, is a lot of fun. I still, it, it's pretty deceptive. I mean, it looks like oh. it's real rain outside. It's 100 degrees outside in the middle of the day, but it makes you feel like you're in a thunderstorm. It's yeah. great. So uh, when it comes to the Tiki Room, I just think the uh, this goes for my number one as well. But the quantity of animatronics that are right. in that room and the sophistication of them and the automated system and making sure everything's in sync, the music's in sync. Uh, great fun songs by the Sherman Brothers yeah. uh, as well. Um, and it, it, you know, the uh, the magic is that you you I think most people would buy that you're watching singing birds. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, like my brain knows, no, these are just robots. Like, yeah, these it's just it's music synced to these mouths of the robots. Uh, but uh, my my daughter, we we did this attraction three times with her because she just absolutely fell in love with the music and the birds and she would point at all of them mm-hmm. and clap along and dance along. And so I think um, if you uh, kind of put your childhood hat on for yeah. this attraction, you just kind of buy a hook, line and sinker with, uh, with all these birds. So that's why the Enchanted Tiki Room is my number three. Do you get bothered by... I guess they're not that like inappropriate, but like the voices of the, the stereotypes. Because like, I'm thinking like I don't know, is like a white guy doing a German accent? That's fine, right? Yeah, like, there's but the, the the Hispanic guy. Yeah, so a little bit. Jose, much. and then I think Fritz is the German guy. And there's a uh, there's a French there's guy. a French guy and, and a Scottish guy, uh, right? Irish. British. I think oh yeah, I think he's just British. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, 
it you know it doesn't bother me <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it bothers other people yeah <laughs> but, yeah because yeah. they are stereotypical but yeah. um but uh, i think again it's this is an older attraction it comes from the 60s and you know the times were different i guess yes. but i just i buy the it's in the title the enchanted tiki room i'm just enchanted yeah. by the world that is created for me totally uh so the i would say the one thing that bothers me is sometimes not all the time but like when the birds are singing or like especially the flowers mm. Uh, you can kind of hear the click clack of <laughs> of, of uh, how they're like metal and plastic yes, and stuff. So I, I I hope maybe someday they could put like pads or something on yeah. them so you don't hear the click clack. That's a good point. Uh, but uh, other than that, I, I just uh, I just buy into the whole world that that yeah. uh, is created there. So because I've I've a lot of thoughts about this attraction. So do you know why they have bathrooms in the Tiki Room? I don't. Okay, well, it used to. Well, there was a restaurant aspect of it. Is that kind of what you're That's getting? That's kind of why. Okay. Do you know why the restaurant didn't work? Not really. So I read that the reason it didn't work is because well, Walt designed it to be a, an hour-long experience where you would eat dinner for forty minutes and then you'd watch the show for okay. however amount of time. But people were so like enthralled by. Well, you're supposed to be eating while the show's going on. I guess yeah. that's what it was. So to get enough turnaround while the show's happening, you eat. But people weren't eating. They're so into the show that when the show is over and they never touch the food. And so it just kind of like was not working the way it wanted it to work. And so that's why they scrapped the restaurant idea and made it just a show. And that's why there's bathrooms there. The only ride with bathrooms yeah. because <laughs> it's a restaurant. I think the workers there are really into it yes like they when they wake up when they wake up yeah. jose and like yeah. like it's something where like they ham it up and so i like the workers who work there also it does a really good job of taking you to hawaii in like the 1960s yes and i think all the animatronics i don't know if they're animatronics but the things outside the courtyard area are super cool yeah. we always go and watch each and every one with my kids and i don't know when i'm on that ride or in that line, I feel like I'm back in 1960s in Hawaii, like a Mad Men, Don Draper vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is cool. Like an underratedly cool environment is yes. the whole Tiki room. And we haven't even talked about how uh, the uh, the Dole Whip line has uh -huh. uh, kind of taken over the Enchanted Tiki room. <laughs> uh, but that's a whole other uh, episode exactly. probably. Exactly. Uh, the other thing I'll mention too is uh, there, there's... You know, the restaurant, I believe it was called the Tahitian Terrace. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, obviously, they got rid of it. Uh, but now they've brought back kind of mm -hmm. a hybrid of that with the Tropical Hideaway. And I think that is a win. Yeah. Uh, I think that is a really cool little place. It's it's uh, That space was not being, I think, used to uh, its, uh, its, its best advantage uh, with, like, Aladdin's Oasis yeah. and that sort of thing. So I think... That is a great area to just sit and relax, enjoy a drink, um, and just take in Adventureland because uh, you're kind of in the middle of the Tiki Room and the Jungle Cruise, and so you can kind of hear some of the sound effects and everything. Totally, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the whole area right there around the Enchanted Tiki Room, I, I just love. So that brings us to your number two, Mark. Yeah, so my number two, this one, I'll go quickly with this one. It is on the Matterhorn, and it's the Big Yeti on the Matterhorn. And I think the old one was cool. Do you remember the old one? So 
I'm not entirely sure, but I think there's been almost like three phases, oh, really? right? So oh. there's the uh, very original. Okay. And then the one that you're probably thinking of, which was kind of like the mid to late 90s yes. update. And okay. now what you're, what's on your list is like the most recent one they did a couple of years ago. Well, yeah. And I, I do appreciate the evolution of it. I think that's cool to see the animatronics kind of grow. Uh, this new one, though, is freaky. Yeah. Like, like cool. And I read that they, the old Yeti from like the 80s was trying to hurt you. But this one's almost more like territorial, and it's not really trying to hurt you. It's more like get away. Like you can see he's hoarding these Skyway things, yes. and he's, he's hoarding stuff, and he doesn't want you messing with his stuff. And so he's kind of like shooing you away, whereas the old one was trying to like eat you, I guess. That's, that's an interesting perspective because yeah. I know for me, like it almost seems like he's almost trying to mess up the track. Because uh-huh. he, he's, I love the movement on this snowman is so good, it is, like it and is. scary. I mean, yeah. it, to me, it looks like he's kind of climbing up onto the track, and he's about like as yeah, you're going you're right, by, huh? you're not right. not attack you, but attack the track. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, just, and, and then like, and you, send you, you flying. yeah, send you flying, <laughs> you die or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there's some great great movement to that creature and it, yeah he's he is scary now yeah i mean because like the old one didn't move no it had it was in some cool poses and like attack poses or whatever but uh, you kind of just go buy it real quickly uh, but this one is scary yeah the old one the, the scary part was the the yell it yeah, was a loud effect, yeah. yell echoes in the chamber you're in but this one has the yell and the visualness and i like that it appears multiple times yeah i think two or for sure, two, maybe three. I'm yeah, not entirely yeah. Sure. And then it's it's neat because you kind of you go through in and out of the mountain so many times you kind of lose track of you know where the first one is, right? Yeah. But the second one you're like, is it here? No, is it? Here? <laughs> and it kind of just pops out at you because you're like not exactly sure when it's going to happen. Um, and it's it's just super scary. Like yeah. the ride itself is pretty tame. Like I, I can picture someone being that scared of the actual like if there was no monster it'd be it's almost like not gadgets go coaster level but it's a pretty tame it's pretty rickety though rickety but not like big drops yeah or like yeah. intense curves like it's a pretty tame layout but the monster like you don't want to take a little kid they'll be freaked out by the so that's my question yeah. have have your kids done this yes yeah, so i had a very uncomfortable moment with my uh son who was just barely tall enough to ride is he wanted me to hold his ears and I was expecting like to sit on my lap like old school, but they yeah. don't do that anymore. Yeah, so I had to down. like reach around his <laughs> headrest and like cover his ears and then I'm just jostling around and trying to grab onto him and cover his ears and it was a very intense uh, moment. But this most rides I don't go as much as I wish I could just because it's kind of like freaky and my kids won't do it with me, but I do love this ride and I get a genuine fear of them when you're like going up the ramp and the, the monsters like up with you, you yeah. know, like, Oh, it's just so <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah. That's the, the other thing to add to this, to the, uh, to the Yeti is, um, I love the digital enhancements mm-hmm. they've done. Cause mm-hmm. as you go up you mentioned, as you go up the ramp, uh, there's some great sound effects and then there's like this, this, uh, ice, uh, yeah. part and you can kind of see his eyes and kind of you can see him climbing up yeah. uh, you don't see him in full form yet uh, like you, when you see the animatronic but uh, yeah there's some some great uh, digital effects that they use there too so mm-hmm. all right so that is Mark's number two 
All right, so my number two uh, is uh, the Mr. Lincoln animatronic. Okay. Uh, and I know I don't think this is one of your favorites. Uh, it's cool. It's just like a little boring, but that's a good animatronic. <laughs> so I think the reason why I like it so much is because of the history behind it. Um, you know, I've mentioned this before, but uh, Walt is kind of a student of, of Lincoln. He, Lincoln was one of his heroes, uh, and so he did a lot of history uh, uh, to make this animatronic uh, is one of the first animatronics that they developed. Mm. Uh, the the reason why you have pirates a couple years later is because of uh, this animatronic. Uh, I uh, they got a life cast of Lincoln's face Whoa, wow. to uh, to create this, and so it's it's I think as authentic as it could be. There's actually a lot of uh, historical information about his description and his appearance and so it's exact to his height and weight and everything uh and so um i just love how authentic and genuine it is uh and then it's part of a great show i know it for some people it's boring and uh but i really enjoy it um it makes me feel good i don't know when i see it proud to be an american yeah i guess uh and i've mentioned like one of my favorite attractions at uh, disney world was the hall of presidents yeah, yeah which yeah. just kind of uh uh, exponentially improved upon this attraction. Uh, this was an original 1964 World's Fair attraction that they brought over to Disneyland. Uh, so I think the reason why I, I like it so much is a lot of the history behind it. Um, at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco, uh, they've got like the original kind of parts to Ooh. it and kind of the concept art and everything. So that's really cool. Um, one of the first animatronics to actually have movement to it as well. Because at the beginning of the uh, show, he's sitting down in his chair, and it was like revolutionary technology to have him stand up. Uh, and so uh, he actually stands up and speaks, and so I really uh, enjoy that aspect of it. It's, you know, there's this cool music cue that goes along with him standing yeah, up yeah, in his yeah. chair. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, I just really... Uh, connect and enjoy that uh, that particular animatronic so cool. that's my number two so mark your number one favorite animatronic and this one is not at disneyland it's at california that's adventure right. that's right so most of the animatronics i chose are like big ones and to me like this is one of the biggest ones that also has super cool detail so it's the ursula animatronic and the little mermaid ride and you're a big fan of the little mermaid i ride. do i've already it's because i did it so many times with my kids <laughs> like four times a day uh, and it's just huge it's super detailed and like even has like the her chair like fat chin like jiggles <laughs> around and stuff and um, the tentacles kind of like come out and do some cool stuff and it's it's like the biggest one I've seen that you're close to like other animatronics like um, like the Yeti and the Matterhorn like you kind of it goes by too so fast you can't really see it. You're kind of far away. But this one, like, it's slow. You're right next to it. You can really look at it. And every time I see it, I'm just, like, blown away at, like, the engineering and the, and the artistry of it. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of that ride. Would you want a animatronic version of Ursula as she gets stabbed by Eric? Would that improve the ride a little bit? <laughs> Instead of, like, a little tiny silhouette yes, off of yes. the corner? Sure. <laughs> the, the more animatronics, the better. And uh, the whole ride has really good ones, but to me, like, that's the one that just blows me away. Yeah, the, the aerial ones, for me, I think, 
with the floating hair to yeah, make her seem really underwater I think are, are really special. That's so. really good. All right, so Ursula, uh, have you seen there? I think there's a video somewhere where she malfunctions. Have you seen? Oh that? no, that's no? What, what yeah. happens? Yeah, I like uh, her head, like head, like jiggles and like shakes and stuff like that and <laughs> yeah it, it, it's really weird uh, that up. Yeah. so ursula at california adventure on the little mermaid ride is mark's number one so we'll get to my number one which uh i think quantity wise is probably the biggest attraction for animatronics and that is pirates of the caribbean at disneyland uh it's a whole attraction full of just amazing technology and uh, some unique characters. I think that's this is where they really um, came up with... Animatronics are no longer just a function. Yeah. In this ride, they are an actual, like... They bring something to the actual characters. Uh, so you've got, you know, the, the guy who's being dunked in the well and the yeah. woman, you know, coming out of the window to try to stop it. You've got the guy with the pigs, sleeping with the pigs, and you've got all these great uh, pirates who are, uh, you know, burning the town down. Mm -hmm. To me, this is going to sound really odd and really weird. One of my favorite moments is when the guy is sitting above you, like on a little bridge. About to pour whiskey on you. Yeah, and you see his dirty foot. <laughs> the dirty foot. See the dirty foot. It <laughs> looks so real. Yeah. Uh, it's again. It, it. One of the great things about Disneyland that makes it different than other theme parks of is just how immersive and how real everything seems. Uh, and it just it, it makes you feel like you're not in the real world. You're at this this other place. Yeah. And so, um, I think that's one of the best parts about the pirates attraction. Um, I also think the addition of Jack Sparrow mm-hmm. uh, is is awesome, and if you've seen any you know behind the scenes uh, things of how they did that, they actually had Johnny Depp come in in costume, and mm. and uh, they kind of uh, they almost rotoscoped his performance and animated his performance oh, cool. into the animatronic. And so um, again, one of the great things about animatronics is is the convergence of creativity and engineering and this whole idea of imagineering and so i think the pirates attraction just encapsulates that you're right so that's why it's my number one nice good choice all right so uh, that is mark and i's list of our top five favorite animatronics at the disney parks so uh we uh thank you guys for listening yeah and uh hope you guys listen next time all right see you later